the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, right before Mass, I decided to go to the side of the church and see what Father Andrew was doing. And we started talking, you know, small talk. And, I don't know, something just came to my mind to tell him, you know, if I show you my homily right now, you won't be able to guess what I'm going to say. Because the way us priests fix our homilies, it's based on our personality and what we know. So basically, I only understand what's on this piece of paper, right? So I said, okay, let me try this out here. And I said, you could only read this one line right here. He said, okay, fine. Give it to him, he looks at it. He tells me what a homily is gonna be about. And I said, okay, am I that predictable? You know, what's going on? How were you able to know that? And then I, of course, started investing for Mass, and I was thinking about it. I was thinking about how he was able to know exactly what I was going to say. So it's one of two things. Either I'm that predictable, or he knows me that well. And we have some sort of communication that allows him to understand my brain, basically. And I think it's the latter, because I lived with him for many years, he had to know who I was because he was going to present me to the priesthood. So he better have known who I was and what I was about. And then after I became a priest, even though we didn't live in the same household, we still uh, practice many things together. We still uh, are involved in many things together. And uh, that allows us to have this really solid form of communication. And this is really key, right? Because communication could be something uh, that's you know, really substantial in our lives because you even see this with God, right? God constantly tries to communicate with us in uh, the proper way. He knows where we're at and he uh, attempts to communicate with us in that manner. We see this in the Old Testament, right? God uses the prophets to bring forth his mission for salvation. And then we see in the, Old in the New Testament, God becoming man. And Jesus shows us what it means to communicate with the human person. Jesus communicates to us love, hope, courage, perseverance, so on and so forth. And this shows us how important communication is. Because we're spoken to in an ideal way. But it doesn't necessarily mean we deserve to be spoken and communicated in that way. Because God becoming man, that's sort of a big deal. And we're just sinners who constantly choose the lesser good. But God still saw it fitting to communicate with us in that way. And then we see this Pharisee and the tax collector in this gospel today, where Jesus starts off this parable by saying there were two men going to pray. Okay, there's nothing really wrong with that. You see a Pharisee and a tax collector. There's nothing wrong with both of them going to the temple wanting to pray. But what's it showing us? They want to communicate something to God. There's something in their hearts that they want to communicate to God. What do they do? So first you see the Pharisee, you automatically see his heart. He reveals it in his prayer, in the way he's communicating with God. Lord, I thank you that I'm not like these other people. Thank you. Because I'm such a perfect person, 
I thank you that I'm not like these unjust people, these adulterers. And then you have the tax collector who's, as we see, he has a distance. He's keeping a distance, standing far off and beating on his chest saying, God have mercy on me, a sinner. And then obviously you see this picture painted in front of you. Who's living in pride and who's living in humility? But there's something much deeper than that because it's very easy to distinguish these two people. And I think the thing that's deeper is understanding that there is a physical aspect to communication. And there is an interior aspect to communication. And the way we communicate with God reflects the way we communicate with people. For example, if the only way we know how to communicate with our parents is screaming and yelling and cursing, then there is something wrong with the way we communicate with God. Because both of, both of those realities reflect each other. For example, if we don't know how to communicate with our children and how to communicate obedience and love, then we're obviously, of course we're going to give in to everything they want and not understand how to say no. But then maybe down the line justify it in, in our minds saying, oh yeah, you know, I'm letting them do these certain things, but you know, I'm putting my limitations. I know how to parent. Don't tell me how to parent. If that's the way we're communicating obedience and love, then there's something lacking in the way we communicate with God. If a husband and wife don't know how to communicate love with each other, then they don't know how to communicate love with God. Brothers and sisters, this is what Jesus wants us to understand and realize. It's just because we're physically close to people, we're in the same vicinity, doesn't mean we're doing a good job at communicating with them. Because you see in this gospel today, this tax collector was standing far off. He was much further in the temple than the Pharisee. But interiorly, his heart was much closer to God because he approached God and communicated to God in a genuine and organic manner, unlike the Pharisee. And brothers and sisters, Jesus communica communicates to us in the ultimate way. He dwells in our hearts. There's nothing closer a person can do than communicate love in that manner. God makes our hearts His temple. He creates us for Himself. And we need to respond to this communication with genuine prayer. We need to respond to this calling with genuine love to God. Because even though both of these men went to the temple to pray, there is a right and wrong way to do that. Brothers and sisters, this will provide us, doing this will provide us more hope, more love, and more peace in our lives, knowing that we are communicating and receiving responses from the very definition of love, which is God. Amen.